This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time 1203. It's great to have you with us for the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Entrepreneur Friday, someone that is helping small businesses with their online presence. Also, why you should get a secured credit card in order to boost that credit rating if you need that score to go higher. The government jobs report, as Elisa mentioned, today's headliner. Let's get some insight from Diane Swank, chief economist at Grand Thornton here in Chicago. Uh, Diane, less than half of what the experts thought we would get in August. What's going on here? Well, it really is the Delta variant starting to have its impact hitting leisure and hospitality, as was mentioned earlier, the hardest, all the gains in hiring at casinos and amusement parks was completely offset by decline in um, employment in restaurants and bars, and that's really stunning. We also saw the impact on retail, losses there, and then the healthcare sector, which has really been this, you know, sort of ironic situation where healthcare employment is down from the crisis, even though we're in the middle of a healthcare crisis. And so, I mean, going forward, I guess there's a need to turn this around. However, now that we're heading into the fall, back to school, leisure and hospitality, I'm not, I'm not sure it really grows this time of year. Well, the problem is, you know, it's seasonally adjusted, but the issue is do all the events that were slated to occur in the fall go forward? And, you know, I hazard a guess that many of those events will be canceled, which will be a blow to leisure and hospitality as we get into the fall. And we've got the headwind of climate change sort of colliding with COVID, with these extreme weather events of Hurricane Ida and the flooding that it triggered in terms of rains out in the Northeast, which is even more damaging in some ways than what we saw in Louisiana. And I think that's really important because we know that these kinds of effects, Hurricane Katrina, which was Hurricane Ida, occurred 16 years to the day um, after Hurricane Katrina. We know that it suppressed employment for two months after the fact. And what we don't know, what we already have seen is many offices that were slated to reopen have pushed back the reopenings to November. That may be aspirational. And some of them to January. This suppresses all of the other services that you see in early urban areas and their ability to ramp up. So you just can't fully reopen the economy until we contain the spread of COVID. And you have some uh, areas presenting a challenge as well. For example, here in Chicago, United Center, if you want to go to a Bulls or Blackhawks game, you have to be vaccinated or have a negative test. Uh, And, and, you know, not getting into whether that's wise or not, it does limit the number of potential consumers as more and more businesses are forced to do that. 
what we are seeing is this the delta divide is that it's divided the world between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated and that's playing out in these ways where people are making decisions about how to congregate and who to congregate with that said we also know the delta variant can have as high a viral load in a vaccinated person as an unvaccinated person the vaccines protect you from a lot of the worst outcomes but breakthrough cases we're not tracking them well we really need to be testing more and understanding this more and what's even more worrisome is you know as we're racing to get vaccines that will deal with all variants we're not there yet but we've got variants that easily could um, get through already in several countries that could get beyond the current vaccines we have and this is you know really hard this is it's really becoming a pandemic that's morphing into an endemic and it's much worse than the flu which is something that happens seasonally Thanks so much for all of the analysis. Always good to talk with Diane Swong, chief economist at Grant Thornton here in Chicago. Just ahead, whether to do a partial or full money merger with your significant other. More young people are heading to the altar and bringing with them their financial sensibilities. Let's discuss how couples can successfully combine their money. We're joined by Mark Horner, wealth advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management. You can find him online at fairhavenwealth.com. Mark, you know, I mean, in general, as someone who's dealt with a lot of couples, is it a good idea to merge everything and, and sort of create one pool of financial resources? Do you keep some in your own name? How do you handle this? Yeah, so there there's really isn't one just catch-all answer for that, Cisco, that, that it does vary person to person. I would say in general, though, uh, we, we, we like to see the majority of the, of the finances getting, getting combined in, in some way or another. I, I, I don't think we're big fans of, of one spouse completely running financially independent of, uh, of, of the other. It, it just seems to me to be just inconsistent with the idea of a, of a marriage being a, being a partnership. But I'd say fundamentally about uh, money and, uh, and spouses, it's just critical to communicate uh, to communicate about how uh, how everybody feels about about money and what different goals that they might have, and there's no better time to get started on that than when you first uh, first get married. It's uh, the longer you know communication or lack thereof is is at the top of the list why uh, relationships don't don't succeed and so better to get started on the right foot so if you're young there's a pretty good chance not always but there's a pretty good chance you have some student loan debt how do you handle that when you're merging finances yeah, so I, I think I think just coming down to putting a, a, a spreadsheet together or a list together for for each uh, each member of the uh, of the uh, the household that's coming together about both debts that you, that you're talking about student loans are, are one being honest about credit card debt if there's uh, auto loan auto loan debt uh, as well as assets and and really putting that putting that list together looking at it in a combined way talking about how each person feels about the about the repayment of debt or saving and spending and, and really trying to get on the same page uh, with with one another again back to that spirit of spirit of partnership and I would say really make a strong effort to resist being critical of the of the other of the other person now we're talking specifically about younger couples who are getting married uh, do they start thinking about retirement right away you know if they're in their 20s is that something they think about later on what does that look like 
So absolutely, so I'm a broken record on this topic. The biggest asset we all have in saving for retirement in particular is time. And so starting, getting started early and really sticking to it is a huge advantage that we just hate to see people throw away. So absolutely, thinking about if they're both working, looking at what benefits that, that might be available both in retirement as, as well as maybe uh, medical, dental uh, plans, whatever other benefits their employer might might uh, might be offering, it makes sense to look at which of those two plans might be better to uh, for both uh, both members of the family to be on. So these are all elements of I think you know important long term financial success and really thinking about this stuff and again talking about it early with one another. And uh, thinking about uh, overall goals, I mean, you got retirement, you got the student loans. Uh, what about overall goals? Uh, do you want to take more vacations? Do you want to save more? Do you want to really enjoy those experiences? It seems like there's some overall issues to discuss. Uh, 100%. So that maybe the short term is going to be vacations. What do we want to do next year? Maybe more uh, is, uh, is buying a home in the, in the future. How do, I, how do I feel about taking out a mortgage? You know, is that going to add to my stress level? Kids. So what do we think about, what do we think about family? Uh, different people feel different, differently about those things. So all sorts of things go into, the, go into a uh, thoughtful financial plan that, that again, again, done in, a, done in a mutually appreciative way, communicating honestly with one another, I just feel like is going to do nothing but improve your odds that uh, that, that relationship is going, to be, is going to be one that's going to last both of your lifetimes. Thanks so much for all the advice. That's Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management. Just ahead, how a secured credit card could help you restore your financial credibility. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. One way people can recover from credit setbacks is through the use of a secured credit card. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Bill Hardikoff, Senior Industry Analyst at CardRates.com. Bill, for people who've never heard of them, just kind of give us a, a quick thumbnail sketch. What's a secured credit card? Well, Cisco, thank you for having me on, by the way. Uh, a secured credit card is a pretty good way for you to build credit if you are somebody that has, say, bad credit or no credit or just a very limited credit history. They're very much like a regular credit card, but the bank is not the one that's taking the risk on a secured credit card. You, the consumer, put up a security deposit, and that becomes your credit limit kind of your line of credit. So it, after that, it works very much like a normal credit card. You can use it when you're shopping or buying something online. Uh, it looks very much like a credit card. The big difference is you are just the one putting up the security deposit. So when it comes to your credit score, uh, your credit report, do other creditors see that when they look at it, when they, they try to decide whether they're going to give you credit? Well, uh, if your secured credit card reports to the three big uh, credit bureaus, you know, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, you always want to get a secured credit card that does report to those three credit bureaus. Then when you use the secured credit card properly, your proper use of that credit card is being reported to the three credit bureaus, and you will build credit after a certain amount of time usually takes about six months for your credit score to start going up, but you have to make very timely payments. You have to make 
those timely payments each and every month, and you want your credit utilization to really hover at 30% or below. So uh, you, you don't necessarily need to make full payments, but you at least want to make sure you're making that minimum. You've got to make the minimum, and if at all possible, you should make on any credit card, you should try and make the entire payment. But if you can't, it's a secured credit card is just like any other credit card. If you don't make the entire payment of your balance each and every month, you'll be charged an interest rate. And an interest rate on whatever balance that you don't pay is very high on a secured credit card. So you want to try and pay as much as possible, but you've got to make the payments on time every month. Thanks for all the insight. Bill Hardikoff, that's helpful. Senior industry analyst at CardRates.com. Just ahead, Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago company launches the latest version of its digital marketing app, helping small businesses. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Chicago's all news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The government jobs report for August comes in below expectations. We'll also put a focus on the local job market. There's an update on when power will be fully restored in New Orleans in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. Entrepreneur Friday, we meet the founder and CEO of a Chicago-based company that helps small businesses expand their reach through online marketing. Wall Street, the Dow down 50, NASDAQ up 32, and the S&P is up one point. We have sunshine in some areas, but some light rain in others. Right now, 73 degrees. President Joe Biden says more needs to be done to keep the economy moving during the pandemic. Correspondent Ed Donahue. The government says only 235,000 jobs were added last month. Well, I know some wanted to see a larger number today, and so did I. What we've seen this year is a continued growth, month after month. 
in job creation. Sam Stovall with CFRB Research says the lower than expected jobs number can be blamed on the coronavirus Delta variant. Many people are, are worried and are, are therefore staying away from either jobs or outside activities, etc. The president says Congress needs to take the next step and approve his economic agenda. It's about investing in America's future, not about short-term stimulus. That's not what we're talking about. These are long-term prosperity we're talking about. The sectors of the economy where hiring was weakest were mainly those that require face-to-face contact with the public. Ed Donahue, Washington. Power should be restored to almost all of New Orleans by Wednesday, 10 days after Hurricane Ida destroyed its electrical grid. That's according to Entergy, the utility that provides electricity to the city. The company's asking customers for patience as the restoration effort continues. More than 25,000 workers from 40 states are trying to fix 14,000 damaged poles, at least 2,200 broken transformers, and in excess of 150 destroyed transmission towers. It's 1232. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are mixed. The Dow down 48, NASDAQ up 32, and the S&P up one point. Bill Stone is here, Chief Investment Officer at the Glenview Trust Company in Louisville. Bill, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, I think it was, you know, obviously a little bit... uh, of a downer, the uh, the jobs number, but the under underneath it really was that uh, you know as you've kind of talked about earlier here on the show uh, was that a lot of it seemed to be due the weakness in the jobs number was due to the pickup in the uh, the infections um, from the variant. A lot of people think that should hopefully you know maybe peak out here sometime this month. So you know at least for now. Though the market's cautious about it, it's willing to, you know, just kind of, uh, uh, you know, at least hold steady in the in the thought that that we'll see the rebound. I think the second part is, you know, if there was worries in the market that the Federal Reserve might move too quickly to remove kind of some of the stimulus, I think this pretty much seals the deal that they're not going to announce any sort of reduction in asset purchases in September, which is what. You know, some people thought um, still may happen, but I don't think so. After this, I think they're going to punt until November now. Does that actually become something that Wall Street likes to see? I mean, we don't really talk about, uh, you know, fewer jobs is something that's a good thing. And yet, uh, you know, we're not seeing a significant drop on Wall Street today. No, that's exactly it. I think the, the thought is, again, looking through this and saying this is a, Short-term, hopefully, obviously, uh, pullback because, you know, when you look under the numbers, you know, just a decline in the restaurant and bar jobs, those were some jobs that had been growing at a, a very strong clip lately. So I think a lot of that, it's, it's pretty pretty good evidence that that's the case. And then, like I said, you take the Fed out of the picture of, you know, kind of taking away the, the at least waiting to take away the punch bowl from us. Uh, and at least on the whole, it gets us back to, where we are today, which is kind of holding steady, though, you know, the technology stocks are acting a bit better than the rest of the market, which kind of goes to that work from home theme again. So what should investors think about continued uncertainty? I mean, we thought that things were on the way up with uh, coronavirus and then the Delta variant seems to have changed that. What should investors do? 
You know, I, I think, in my view, is you look for opportunities, and I still, and this this is probably one of them to look for those areas. You know, we we still like the banks and the industrial companies, companies that are more exposed to the economy, because we think this is more a, you know, a a bit of a you know blip again, a, a short shorter term kind of uh, slowing down in some of the economic data that that should pass uh, over time. And I think that's where you look for some of those opportunities rather than necessarily chasing something that's the, you know, that the world is, uh, is really going to shut down again. Cause at least we're not seeing, you know, things are obviously worse on the, on the infection front, but we're not seeing the kind of collapse in consumer mobility that we saw in early 2022. Yeah. Or seems, early 2020. Sure. Yeah. No, it <laughs> seems like, uh, you know, people who, who want those quick deals where they, they invest in, man, in a matter of weeks, they turn around and it's huge return. Uh, it seems like that is always risky, but especially risky now. And instead, people should be looking for the long haul. I think so. And I think some of this, we may get some volatility, you know, again, around some of these worries. We've got a lot going on in September with the uh, you know, the the debt ceiling, we're going to get to that and all this talk about other stimulus. So we may get opportunities, uh, you know, I've, you know, it's never fun, quote unquote, when these opportunities come around. But it uh, wouldn't surprise me that we get some a chance to buy some more, you know, economically sensitive stocks at times. And I think that's the especially when you're looking at high quality stocks, I think it's a good opportunity at, at those points to lean against it a little bit. Thanks so much for all of the insight. That's Bill Stone. He is Chief Investment Officer at the Glenview Trust Company. Up next, Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago company releases its latest tool to help small businesses reach new customers. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Entrepreneur Friday. This afternoon, we're helping small businesses with their online marketing. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Stephen Clayton, CEO and founder of NetBlaze. The website is netblaze.com. The company started back in 2015. Stephen, welcome to the show. For people who are not familiar with NetBlaze, help us understand what you do. Sure, absolutely. Um, over the last uh, 15 years or so, we, we started, my partners and I started several companies like, you know, direct-to-consumer brands and things like that. But the, the common thread for competency has always been online sales and marketing. And we were really surprised because uh, what kept happening is that all these small local businesses sought us out, you know, when they found out what our expertise was. And these guys were overwhelmed. We're talking about, you know, the local pizza guy, the dry cleaner, the plumber just completely overwhelmed and needing lots of advice, you know, because instead of just getting into the yellow pages back in the stone ages, now these, these guys have to worry about Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and SEO and Google and their website and on and on. And, you know, they're busy running their businesses, trying to make the best pizza. They don't have time to become experts and nor do they want to be. Um, and so, you know, there was not a lot of good information out there, not a lot of help. And this population is desperate for this, you know, this assistance, and it's very underserved. So about six years ago, we started uh, NetBlaze, and uh, our mission was, we're going to fix this problem. And we decided to do that through software. And this software, our software, NetBlaze, takes care of all the critical pieces of, of digital marketing for these small local businesses, you know, the ones you really need to nail to be successful, your website, SEO, some parts of social media, reputation management, CRM, all at a reasonable price which is really important for these guys and all hands off, which again, also really important. So they can focus on kind of making the best pizza. So you can kind of think of it as a marketing staff uh, in a box. 
And when it comes to the the small businesses, you, you you just can't help it. I mean, you need an online presence. You need online marketing. If you're not there, you're you're losing market share. And yet, as right. you mentioned, yeah, not everyone has the time for it, and not everyone understands how to do it well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know, kind of what I see is the biggest biggest mistakes I see is that people either just give up, you know, sort of paralysis by analysis, uh, or they focus on the wrong things. I mean, I can't tell you how many folks came up to us and said, well, you know, how should I be tweeting? And, you know, it's like, look, if your last name isn't Kardashian, it's probably not all that critical. You know, the local pizza guy tweeting, you need to focus on that 80-20 rule. What's the 20% of the stuff out there that I should be doing that gives me 80% of the results? And that's focusing on your website, search engine optimization, Facebook and Instagram, reputation management, meaning get reviews, respond to reviews, and CRM, making sure you have a way to, you know, collect all your customer information and you can reach out to them quickly and easily through email and, and text on a regular basis. So, That's it. I mean, it's a lot, but it's enough. Well, it's a lot, but it, it ends up being significant for your business. Uh, so since yep. it's entrepreneurs, that's who we're talking to. Uh, help them to understand maybe some lessons learned as you started this back in 2015, fasting forward, uh, you know, to today. Well, you know, I think um, patience is re- is probably really, really important. You know, uh, most of these strategies um, require some time to gain some traction, you know, and you need a way to, uh, if you're not going to hire somebody uh, or outsource it in some way, you- you've got to have a way for somebody to worry about it every single day, you know, doing these things that, that make the difference, doing that 20% that make the big difference uh, so that it can pay off in the medium to, to longer term. But you've got to have patience. I think that's probably the biggest uh, lesson learned. Thanks so much. That is Stephen Clayton. He's CEO and founder of NetBlaze. You can find them online at netblaze.com. That's Entrepreneur Friday. Still to come, a look at the jobs report for August through a local lens. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The Labor Department's employment report for August is out today. Let's take a closer look at the local job scene. Rick Cobb is here, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. Uh, Rick, we've talked about the uh, the national situation here, big disappointing jobs report. What about here locally? Sure. Well, Chicago tends to both in uh, in growth and in retraction, they tend to lag a bit. In the Midwest, I think, and also because it's the, the major metropolitan area in the, in the North Midwest. So we don't see the same sort of quick reaction to the market that you might see on the coasts, particularly when it's driven by one particular industry. I guess to translate all that, we're not growing as fast as we'd like, um, but we're also probably not going to collapse if things take a quick turn the other direction. Basically, what we end up with in the Midwest is that uncertainty causes paralysis. That happens everywhere, but we're more inclined to slow down. I uh, have heard nationally, we, we've been reporting it, you know, the healthcare jobs, that's where they really sure. need people. Is that the case here in Chicagoland as well, or is that other parts of the country? No, it's, it's, it's true nationwide, and certainly Chicago, with the population that we have in the Chicago metropolitan area, the greater Chicago area, Healthcare is really feeling it. You know, th- this is a part of the. Uh, this is an industry that has been under siege for two plus years, and the people that are doing that work are absolutely exhausted. And many of them have decided to move on to other opportunities or locations. So, healthcare is is a critical need, uh, and and those organizations need people. And also, you know, the other thing that you look at is retail. Um, it's you know, it's a customer exposure 
opportunity. The Walgreens just uh, took their hourly rate up to $15 an hour, uh, along with many of the other retailers, just to attract people who can actually be customer-facing. That's a high-risk uh, opportunity. Uh, any of the leisure and hospitality business, healthcare and retail, they're all looking for people. And looking, uh, you know, you touched on leisure and hospitality. That, that I think, may have been the biggest surprise here in this jobs report uh, here in Chicago. And a lot of these hotels have, have really been wanting to get going again and, and trying to build back up. Uh, how are they looking toward the fall? Well, it's a struggle. I mean, the, 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 the unknown, the uncertainty we're dealing with is the, the new variant. Um, you know, when you're, when you're looking at another version of COVID, all of the you know, what did we call it back in the day, the irrational exuberance in the market that things are going to get better. Now we're not so sure. And the hotel business and the, and the restaurant businesses are feeling the same issues. In my own town, I've noticed that, you know, half of the restaurants are uh, completely, in, I'm in the suburbs, and they're, they're in compliance completely with the recommendation for masks, and the others are not. And, and for the average consumer, that's unsettling. And then you, on top of that, you have the, the the soon soon to be elimination of unemployment benefits is that going to push people to the market to go find jobs? Not necessarily because the jobs that they can get are the kind that put you at risk. But at the same time, that lack of boost to the in, uh, to the market in terms of people actually having the money to spend that's going to that's going to cool off some of the uh, the bottom end of the uh, retail market as well. Yeah, and then it moves out to other areas as well. Thanks so much. Good insight as always from Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, the replay podcast will be available shortly at wbbmnewsradio.com and the Odyssey app. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.